and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I am your host, Morgan. I really cannot believe that I, uh, that my last episode was so, (laughs) I got, I got really real with you guys about some serious and very personal things. And I did listen to it and it is a bit vague. There was enough detail to briefly catch you all up on the bare bones and still pretty vague. There's just so much I can and will talk about, but as stated in the previous episode, it will be in episodic chunks. (sighs) Yeah. So, this episode, I would like to talk about something that has helped me in many ways and still continues to help me. And it actually, it's kind of funny because Aaron just got a few exercises from his therapist and they are journaling. Journaling is amazing. There are a ton of journals out there and a ton of information as well about journaling and the effects that it has, that it does actually have on you. So, um, I would just like to chat about a few things I've learned and what has helped me. So it's really helped open up my eyes to a lot of things and create this want for change, this growth mindset rather than a stagnant mindset. I forget the technical term for that mindset, but yeah, it's really, it's really given me the drive for a growth mindset. So sit back, plug in, relax, and enjoy. Okay, I just lost everything that I recorded up to the first break. So I just took a water break only to uh, come back and have to re-record this section. So bear with me on this one. So I've been journaling on and off again since I was about five or six. Like the moment that I could actually string write letters and string them together for very, very poorly spelled words. Um, I always kept a journal or a diary and I always was like on again, off again with it. Cause I was a kid. I was very undisciplined and, uh, it just always seemed like the cool thing to do at certain points. And then I was just too busy being a kid. <laughs> to really kind of keep up on it. So, you know. But, it um, wasn't until recently that I started getting more disciplined with journaling. When things started to hit their breaking point with work, with home life, and with my addict, and... And just 
everything seemed to be spiraling into this negative, icky, mucky, shadowy, dark place that I no longer liked and didn't recognize anymore. Um, that's when I really started to get more disciplined with journaling. And I just, I just needed something to just get what was in my head out and a way to like, let go of some of these icky, awful things like emotions and, and just rants and stuff and just get it out to make sense of it and to just kind of let it go bleed that poison out essentially and but not necessarily forget it either and I've always loved writing and creating so naturally I turned to journaling it's always been a therapeutic safe place for me and was familiar as well and so I wanted to understand why and if um and if it really was scientifically proven to help one reduce some mental and emotional burdens as well as stress. And I did not research as much into it. Because when I was trying to, I found a ton of articles and blogs that offered how to start journaling, prompt journaling, health and fitness journaling, goal journaling, gratitude journaling, and the list goes on and on and on, complete with journals that were basically books that you filled in the blanks. They gave you prompts, and they asked you questions, and then they gave you a crap ton of space to just fill it up with your thoughts and opinions or answers to the prompts or questions. And, and let me tell you, y'all, if, if you can think it or if someone can think it, you can create it or it has been created. And there are journals out there for anything you want to journal about. And that's the beauty that I love about journaling is that it is actually so creative and so just wide open that, you know, there, there's a journal out there for anything. But for me personally, all I wanted was a safe place to mental vomit my thoughts. You know, when, and when I started this process and became more disciplined, it, I was not in the best of places. Like I said, it was a dark, icky, bad neighborhood that your parents are always like, don't ever go. You see like six burned out cars and there's always homeless people walking around that are high on something and you're just like, I fear for my life type deal. And, uh, no judgment on bad neighborhoods. I used to live in a place lovingly referred to as felony flats. Um, they definitely were not the nicest places of towns, but in my own mind, it was definitely, that's a different story for a different time. But right now, like I started journaling and getting more disciplined with journaling because I needed to make a change in my life and I needed to make a change 
with how I was thinking because I was going down a very dark negative path that was a hundred percent affecting my work life, my relationships with friends, family, and kids because <sighs> when something was bothering me, instead of instantly, I would, I would instantly turn to my friends or those I am closest to in my family and that I, you know, I just, I just wanted to get my thoughts out to make sense of them. And, and I would ask for their opinions and everything. And I, I would call up my friends and family and then I would mentally and emotionally dump or unload on and overwhelm them. And I just, I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted a space where I could actually just vent out my thoughts and then make sense of them, like sit with them, make sense of them and, and really think about them, um, before turning to anybody else. So journaling was a very comfortable and familiar alternative to the just dumping on my friends and family <laughs> and becoming that toxic person that everybody's just like you're just a little too much and so we're just gonna take space and time away from you and because that's that's a different episode and but yeah like <laughs> yeah I was becoming that person <sighs> and I knew it and I saw it so kudos to me for recognizing this and so the one thing that I have known about journaling for a very long time is that especially writing, not typing a journal out electronically or doing a voice memo journal electronically, but actually touching pen to paper. Um, when I was in college, when we would write notes in class, um, one of my professors always made a joke about how she was kind of archaic and dinosaur-y because she would much prefer that we take handwritten notes over people whipping out their laptops and taking notes that way because there is a science to physically writing something. You have to think about what you're writing. You Most people tend to think about their spelling and their grammar and stuff, but then, but then also they, they think more about what they're writing about and and then writing it out and seeing it just like really helps to cement it and remember it in your brain and in your skull <laughs> like so that is one thing that I have found to be true about journaling and that's one thing that a lot of articles and YouTubers will say about journaling when they look into it too so yeah so there is that and it does help with that um I also came across 30 day journal everyday challenges and that took me down a rabbit hole all its own because again, I was a very undisciplined journaler, if you will. And uh, I was like, okay, 30-day challenge, everyday journal challenge. Well, I was already getting into bad habits where I was letting things slip and slide. And I was very undisciplined and very unorganized in my life. And like I said, it was a bad place, man. It was a dark time. 
<laughs> and things were just hitting their breaking point and it was something has got to give. So I just kind of went down that rabbit hole and it is a rabbit hole all its own. And it made me realize that journaling does not come easily to everyone, including myself. And what works for some will not work for others. Um, it is also, journaling is also very much an exercise. It's very much an exercise in discipline and self-grace. And man, like, yeah. <laughs> so, so again, what, what works for some will not work for others. If, if your favorite YouTuber keeps a journal and they tell you about it, like, that's great. That works for them, but, but it may not work for you. And it's not, in journaling, it is so personal. It is something for you. It's not for anyone else. And, and most folks find it hard to even start anything in life. Like, you can think about a lot of different things. And, and thoughts are great, but, but the hardest part is, is to start. And it can be overwhelming to start anything. And it's okay to admit that. It, it's okay to sit on it, think about it, and, and truly accept that, that it can be overwhelming and that it's hard to start. Anything you want to do that's new. Anything that you want to do that's new and different. That you have to make some changes in your life and like actually commit and start working on discipline can be overwhelming and journaling is no different it's really not think about it for a moment you want a place to get your thoughts down on and to work through them and you've heard that journaling that there's a lot of good benefits that come from journaling it makes you less stressed. You're able to have a better beat on your mental health. You tend to have more of a growth mindset and people typically tend to start becoming more positive thinking and there's a lot of benefits that it helps with their anxiety. It reduces stress. There's a lot of benefits. And so and so, you've heard that journaling can help with all of that. And it can also help keep you on track to reach your goals and, and many more benefits. So you want to get started. First step, you purchase a journal. And when everybody thinks journal, they think old-fashioned Hollywood journal that we see the teenage girls write in, that we see Clarissa knows it all and what she wrote in, that diary that had a lock on it or that 
empty paged a whole bunch of lined pages with the front cover that said journal on it like it it doesn't matter what it looks like honestly it it is whatever speaks to you like it could be that fancy leather bound journal it could be that journal with the diary with the lock and key or a plain composition notebook or even a little tiny pocket calendar it doesn't matter what it is as long as it speaks to you and as long as it's something that you feel good about and excited about to write in and and at the end of it all no matter how it looks or what form it comes in it is and will always be a book full of empty pages that you have to fill up and that you get to fill up. And in today's modern world of reaching deadlines and checking off tasks on that never-ending daily to-do list, it's really no wonder people purchase a journal with the best of intentions, but then get overwhelmed because now you've just added another goal to achieve, another box to tick off your morning routine or your daily to-do list. Filling up this empty book. And that's the other thing too that the human brain is really good with. We see something, we want to fill it, we, we see a book that has empty pages and we instantly want to fill it. Like we like tasks that have a very clear defined start and stop. When we read books, some of the reason why self-help books don't really actually help people is that honestly, a lot of people, when they get a book, they get it because, oh, self-help. And this will, this was recommended to me and people said that this would help me. So I want to read this. But then the problem is, is that our brain, our own brain kind of tricks us where we now have a physical thing in our hand that has a very clear defined start point and a very clear defined end point. And so we read it, and of course it's a self-help book, so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, we should really read this and we should really at least finish it. Because maybe you have six or seven self-help books that you started and you never really kept up with. I know for a fact that the seven habits books, my mom got me the teenage version when I was a kid, and then the adult version when I was an adult. And, uh, yeah, I've never got past, like, the first chapter. Like, I think, I think I got to the first, or through the first chapter of, like, the teenage one, but, uh, I definitely did not even get past the introduction of the adult version. <laughs> because, wanted to, really, and I really should, finish like I shouldn't really go back and revisit those but either way so and I mean and and 
to speak on that. I mean, I myself have so many unfinished and partially empty journals myself from when I was a kid and a teenager and my early 20s, and, and I get it. But breathe. It's an exercise in discipline and self-grace, as well as self-discovery. It's a marathon, and it's not a race. Journaling is definitely a marathon and, and not a race. And I get why folks start but then just slowly don't keep up on it. And journaling challenges are great because they challenge you to act. But they can also be a little bit harmful in some ways. And I'm going to take a short water break again. And I'll explain when I come back. So, stick with me. Okay, so when looking into journaling, I got a bit overwhelmed by the tips and how to start information. And some people are really crafty and really creative, like some of their what you need to journal was just like overwhelmingly awesome. And it kind of made me feel a little basic. Because they all had like their fancy pens, their stickers. And you know what? Again, like I said, that works for them. It doesn't work for everybody. And again, I'm still trying to do a more minimalistic lifestyle. So it's not like I rushed out immediately and got everything that they had to try and recreate their journal and what works for them. But I also stumbled upon these 30-day journal challenges. And it was a great motivator to just start. Because a, a challenge, it, it challenges you. It puts the thought in your head and it also is somebody just like a coach yelling at you, start, go, do this. And it helps to kind of, if you think of it as a challenge, you get excited and you get motivated and, and you want to act. So challenges are great for that. But one thing I noticed about some of the folks that I watched on YouTube and some of the folks that I read their blogs and their articles, um, and some of the folks were talking about their experience with this 30-day journaling everyday challenge and how it was hard to keep up on and it started to feel like a chore like the second weekend and after the 30 days they had seen some benefits of it but they weren't sure if they would continue with journaling. And that's totally fine. But I also think that they didn't quite get the full benefit. Because when you think of it as a challenge, you feel like you fail if you skip a day. And first and foremost, there are a ton 
of various different ways to journal. And a lot of these people with their challenges, when they started the challenge, they, they did, they've thought very basic journal and like, again, the teenage girl journal, dear diary today, da, 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 da. And some of them also, because they're creative types for like YouTube and blogs, it was like they were writing their journal for other people. And some of them started to recognize that, like, and so they kind of shifted it a little bit. Like journaling is like when you're a creator, when you're a content creator, even for a podcast, everything is like scripted and organized and journaling can be very messy and very spur of the moment. So yeah. So like, again, first and foremost, there are, there are tons of ways, various ways to journal. And some people bullet point journal, which I learned as I was researching this. (laughs) And some people do lists while others collage and still others just put pen to paper and write whatever comes to mind. Find what works for you. And one of the biggest recommendations is definitely writing like old-fashioned pen to paper, not necessarily doing it electronically. Because there's just, when you write something, you tend to feel it more. It tends to stick with you longer. And so, find something that works for you. Secondly, Challenges are always structured in a way to challenge you, to get you to start something and build it as a habit. It's an exercise in discipline. That's what challenges are. They're a motivator to challenge you to act, but they also challenge you to exercise discipline, giving you the thought to try and journal every day and to just start is great in of its own helping you to be disciplined and do it every day is is great journaling is also an exercise in self grace if you miss a day or two it's okay you're writing for yourself you don't have to worry about anyone else reading it or like first no one else is going to read your journal unless you let them like even Aaron hasn't read my journal and and it's out on our kitchen counter so then that way I can see it all the time because that's just my discipline is you know it's an easy reach when I when I really struggle and I really want it, but, and I really feel the need to just, (laughs) but, but really no one will read your journal unless you let them. Secondly, 
It's not like the challenge police and or grammar spelling warriors are going to come in and bust you if you miss a day or if you misspell a word or if you have long run-on sentences and your sentence structure and your paragraph structure isn't pristine. It, it's your place to just let your thoughts go. And, and you have yourself to hold yourself accountable. And with working out, you can have, like, just like with working out, exercise, working out, you can have a rest day. In fact, it's very much recommended that you have a rest day. You can't just put your body through the paces day in, day out, 24 7, 365 days a year without actually causing injury. <laughs> and, and with these people that just, they, they said eventually it felt like a chore, like they were almost causing themselves injury in a way because it's, they weren't allowing themselves to have a cheat day like you would with exercise where you have a rest day or with a diet where you have a cheat day. When building a habit, you'll have some slide backs. You'll, you'll slide back into some old habits and you'll have those days and those moments and that's okay. I have my days where I don't write anything. Like I won't write anything for like three, four days. And I have my days where I, yeah, where I just don't write anything. And I sometimes let it get to me, but then realize and understand that as long as I keep going and don't give up completely, that that's actually all that matters. Like some days I just don't have anything to write about. It was a really good day. And I mean, if anything, if I really wanted to force myself, I would write, it's a good day. And you know what? And that's okay. It's okay for me to write that. It it was a good day. Not much to write about. And other days, it's a really bad day. And I get a little too deep into my own head to where I just can't find the motivation to even really get out of bed. But I've got kids, so I get out of bed and I just robotically go through my day. And it's not a bad day. It's not a good day. It's just a day. So, like, again, I, I realize and understand that as long as I keep going, it's a marathon. It's, it's not a race. As long as I don't give up, it's that it actually is all that matters. This is not giving up. And right now, I actually personally have five journals that I write in. And that sounds like a lot, but it's, <laughs> it probably is a bit excessive, but it's, but it doesn't seem like a lot to me. <laughs> Because at least three of them may not be seen as a journal, but really they are kind of journals. 
And I uh, started with my therapeutic journal, the standard pretty looking packaged and marketed as a journal journal with the pretty design cover, the satin bookmark, the gold edged paper, something that I would feel good about writing in, something I wanted to write in. And I say that that is my therapeutic journal because that's the journal that sits out on the kitchen counter and the one that I mental vomit into. I just write my concerns and whatever comes to mind in that one. It's the one I got to do a 30-day journal everyday challenge in to help de-stress from work, um, to help deal with fights that Aaron and I would have, to help understand um, and just vent about... um, stuff that would come up with my addict and just dump in instead of dumping on my friends and family. It has been a huge help for me. And I've skipped a day here and there. It has been a good way to keep and see some major benchmarks for myself and my self-growth. And I've utilized it and those benchmarks to work through issues and to see the lessons in some incidents that I just couldn't get over and get past the negative and and things that I didn't see at the time because I was just so deep in my feels and that if I had called my friends and family that A few of my really good friends would have been like, girl, you're too much. And I would have been pissed off by their opinions and thoughts. And some of my other friends would just be like, oh man, yeah, you're right. That totally sucks. And they would totally just placate me and pander to me. I love them. I do. But I understand that we all do that with friends sometimes. And then I would be like super vindicated. Yes. And I would stay in that negative mindset and I would just gurg so so my journaling my therapeutic journaling has really helped me to think about and be more mindful about my life and and about the changes and that I want that I need um they it has also really helped me to work through some of my thoughts and through some of my emotions and to just kind of sit and stew on them and get them out on paper but then to just kind of look back and work through the problem and think outside the problem it was also an eye-opener to the person I was becoming when I first started writing in my therapeutic journal that I didn't recognize or like. And that was actually my, my therapeutic journal was actually the, the big, um, eye opener for myself, which then made me, or rather prompted me to start two of my other journals. I found two empty composition notebooks from the Dollar Tree that I had floating around because 
I kind of have a blanket addiction and a notebook addiction. So, <laughs> so I found these two empty composition notebooks and I turned one into a goal journal, like a weekly goal journal, and the other into a gratitude journal. And my goal journal, I write in once a week to set up weekly goals that I want to achieve throughout the week. And my gratitude journal, I write in, or at least I try to write in it daily. I write in my gratitude journal, I personally write one thing or experience that I am truly grateful for or the positive in some rough scenarios that when rereading an incident that I vented about in my therapeutic journal, like, yeah, that was kind of a crappy day. And yeah, those were really shitty emotions. But you know what? I'm glad that I experienced that rough time. And so that's what I will write in my, I'll write about one thing or experience that I'm, I'm truly grateful for and the positive lesson that came out of that experience. I also write one thing I'm thankful for or grateful for about each of my kids and about Aaron because Edgar Allan Poe said it best when it comes to people we love. And that really is years of love have been forgotten in the hatred of a minute. And it's, it's very true. That is such a powerful quote because we, it, it is so easy to lose sight of the good when you see the bad and frustrating. So my gratitude journal is a daily exercise for myself in patience, grace, discipline, and having a positive mindset to try being really, like try in general, being really angry at your significant other after a fight or really angry at one of your kids when they've broken a big rule. And then having to find something positive about them that you're grateful for and genuinely thankful for. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a challenge. And I'm sure that right now you can think, if, if I was to ask you to think of a time that you had a fight with your significant other or that you got super frustrated with your kids. Everybody has like 10, 15 stories that just pop to mind instantaneously. But think of one thing that you love about them. Think about one thing that you're actually thankful for, even on a bad day, where everything's just gone to poop. Think about that one thing that was actually okay. Everything else sucked. Everybody else's behaviors and attitudes just sucked. But I'm sure, like, my gratitude journal has helped me by, by disciplining and focusing on trying and genuinely appreciating once I find the positive, genuinely appreciating 
the people around me. That, that has been huge and significant. Because I remember the love. That when I'm angry, just, I forget. So, the other two, air quote, journals that I have are my idea for podcasting episodes notebook and my displaced underdogs episode scripts notebook. And I never thought of these as an exercise in journaling, but they actually in fact are. My idea notebook is a bullet point type journal. I write down, uh, like right now, uh, podcast ideas. I can the, the little bullet points that I have for this episode. Journaling. First bullet point. Give yourself a safe space to put your mental mess out slash mental mind vomit. Next point. Goal journal, gratitude journal, various types of journals. Next point. Journal challenges. Good to create that habit routine. Bad when you start to make it a chore. Understanding discipline. Do something even when you don't want to. One of my quotes that I love. Um, finding what works for you. Next point. Next point. Writing for yourself, not worrying about if anyone else is going to see it. Safe place. Next point. Good to keep benchmarks. Utilizing them to work through issues. Just going back and finding the lesson. Next point. Just starting. Don't worry about filling the pages 100%. Next point, my journals, my vent journal, my gratitude journal, one experience situation I'm thankful for, one gratitude for every person that lives in the same house as myself, each kid, partner, etc., one gratitude about myself, and like that's just, that's where my podcast ideas and how I'm structuring them, like I have a notebook so that way when something comes to mind I can grab this idea notebook and just poof put down a speaking point and then and and it's and my and my script notebook is is kind of a scripted prompt type journal it was Aaron that actually pointed out that I had five journals I've got going at the moment so <laughs> So thank you on that one, babe. There you go. So, because like I, I script out my episodes and so they're all written down. And yes, like I said, I kind of ad lib or add in a few things, but I, I typically read from my Displaced Underdogs podcast script notebook. And that in and of itself is a journal, if you think about it. So, yeah, when it comes to journaling, we are all different. And again, find what works for you and just do it. Like Nike says. Like the Nike slogan states. Please don't sue me, Nike. I really love you. I know that you were started by Bill Bowerman and became very popular because of Steve Prefontaine and the whole... um, and the movies that were made about him in the 90s. And yeah, I was a runner. And my brother was a cross-country runner. And we love, like, the whole Nike thing. And that you started at, uh... 
oh gosh, is it, it's not Oregon State, it's, it's Oregon University, I believe, down in Eugene, either way, you're not in Portland, you're down south, so please don't sue me, Nike, Bill Berriman with his wife's waffle irons, <sighs> anyways, yeah, so like the Nike slogan states, just do it, you may have to trial and error it, but you never know what will happen until you just try and start. So start it for you, by you. Don't think about anyone else and what they'll say or think, or that they may read it. It does, in fact, help many folks. It was my starting point for refocusing my mind when it was spun up like a cyclone. And I was about at my rock bottom. And don't feel like you have to fill the pages up 100% by a certain deadline. Again, it's a marathon, not a race. And your journey is your own. No one else's. So, yes. Next episode, I'm going to talk about some things my therapeutic journal helped me realize and how I was becoming a negative and or toxic person and what I've learned about toxic people. So next episode is going to be about toxic people. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. You can email me at displacedunderdogs at gmail.com or find and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And again, Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'll talk to you all next time. Until then, be safe, create, just start, and enjoy your day. I'm Morgan, signing out.